Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. It's great to be here. Big thank you to Pastors Mel, Paul and the team for having me. It's always an honour and especially an honour to be here at such a significant uh, season in your church calendar, this Vision Builders season. And so uh, for those of you who don't know me, give me a wave. You've never heard me before. That's it. Lovely to meet you. Thanks for coming. Uh, I'm a Perth girl originally. Uh, anyone, anyone, anyone else? I think I heard a woo. Yes, yes. I always say you can take the girl out of Perth, can't take Perth out of the girl. Haven't, haven't lived there since 92, but that's where all my family is, every single one. And uh, besides this bloke who will flash up on the screen, my husband, hashtag Speedy Simpson. Wish I had legs like him. That's all I can say. Damien. And uh, we live in Sydney. We're a part of C3 Oxford Falls. And um, that's what he's, actually he's finished. He sent me a text message, but he trains on a Sunday morning. And uh, he's an architect. I married an architect. I thought, awesome, good earning potential. I'm not going to have to worry about money ever again. And uh, he gave it up to do this. Well, actually, he, he's, he still does, he still does um, some freelance architecture, but this is the passion. Oh, people say they're money in running. No. Anyway, thought I'd introduce the hubby to you. Uh, Simpson is the married name. I have Italian blood in these veins. Yeah, viva Italia. <laughs> and uh, and I'm, I am, I'm really, I'm, I'm blessed to be here. I always believe I rock up at strategic times for a strategic purpose and uh, have your spiritual antenna up today, not just to hear the voice of a woman, but to hear from heaven. No matter who you are, how old you are, how long you've been here. Do you not have to say, say this, Mel, that... Um, on the journey that I've done with you over, I can't remember the first year that I came. It must be 10 years at least, at least. More, more, yeah. But I can just feel how the, the, the water table of the anointing and the habitation of God in this space has grown and increased and, and is really so vibrant and alive. And your worship team's got has had a part to play in that. Like they've really risen, and uh, you know, I remember a day when it was like you had this space, but it was like the presence of God hadn't quite totally occupied it. And it's more than it's like really, it's really great. It's exciting. So, um, so that's well, that's great because I was going to go to churches, and the opposites happened. It's like the Holy Ghost has left the place. But anyway, not here. Not here, praise God. Okay, thank you, Lord. Some of you are not quite sure how to take me now. I'm honest. What can I say? Thank you, Father. Close your eyes right now. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you for your word. Your word. God, let my tongue be the pen of a ready writer. Lord, I don't know everyone here this morning, but you do. And I don't know what everyone is going through right now, but you do. And Lord, I, I love the way that you can take whatever I say and apply it to each one right where they're at, that you are the voice within my voice. It's not just what I say, it's what you do with what I say. So I thank you for the open heaven here today. I thank you for open hearts. Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your say. 
in Jesus' name. Just before we, we move on, I'm just feeling like some of you right now, God just wants to bring a deposit of peace. A deposit of peace. There's some of you with anxiety and specific concerns related to a very a specific current situation. And right now I see an exchange taking place. As you, t- as you cast that care onto him, I see him bringing the peace of God that surpasses your understanding. That means it's not actually found in your head. It's actually not something that is resolved through your thinking. It surpasses understanding. So right now, I thank you, Lord. Peace, Peace concerning family matters. Peace, Lord God, concerning health matters, concerning destiny and direction. I break anxiety right now concerning direction and future. And I hear the Lord saying, all will be well. This is specific for someone right now. All will be well in Jesus' name. Amen. That's for free because I'm here to talk about giving. (laughs) Praise the Lord. I've got a scripture for you. I've got a prophetic promise for you as a church. You ready? You up for it? Here it is. Deuteronomy 15.10 from the message Bible, it says, give freely and spontaneously. Don't have a stingy heart. The way you handle matters like this triggers God. What matters, matters of giving. Triggers God. You're God's blessing in everything you do, all your work and ventures. That's a good promise. Yeah. I want to talk about triggers this morning. Triggers. My husband is obsessed with a series called Suits. Anyone watch Suits? You know what I'm talking about? It's on Netflix. Yeah. Now, um, I'd heard of it, but actually hadn't watched any of it until a few months ago when he decided to basically have Suits on constant play uh, in the house. Because, you know, that thing binge watching. Yeah, he, he decided to watch the whole, what was it, eight series uh, in a matter of weeks. Sounds like I'm throwing him under the bus, but it's not all he does. But anyway, it just was the season watching watching this series. Now, for those of you who don't know about Suits, it's set in a, in a law firm in New York. They deal with corporate law. It's all about heavy, high-duty corporate deals and, uh, you know, the cut and thrust of all that sort of stuff. So there's constantly confrontation and yelling and angst and men they're always in each other's faces in a very New York way in language that I can't repeat up here. And uh, I've got to be honest, I would feel my anxiety levels just start to rise. As this thing was playing in the house and this one's having a go at that one and yelling and you don't know and that and this and I'm starting to feel increasingly stressed and uh, to the point of yelling at my husband, can you turn that off? I'm not coping because it was triggering me. It was triggering me. All that angst and, 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 and aggro was just triggering me in that area and I wasn't coping. For me, it was far from entertaining. <laughs> and some of you know what I'm talking about. You know what it is to be triggered by something in a negative way. And it was automatic. I wasn't even following the story. I'm not even interested in the characters. It wasn't that I was being triggered by 
what was going on, but it was just the tone and, and the anger. And, and I was getting super stressed. And I'm happy to report that it's not playing in our house uh, at the moment. And so I want to ask you today if you've ever been triggered. I can guarantee you 100% of you have. And I don't want to make light of something that's actually a very serious condition. You know, be triggered emotionally by memories and trauma. That's not, it's, not, it's not a laughing matter. It's, 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 not some, it's very serious. It's not something to joke about. And the definitions, as you look in the, the dictionary online, the definition of trigger, being triggered goes something like this. It says it's something that sets off a memory tape or a flashback, transporting the person back to the event of his or her original trauma. Triggering occurs when any certain something, a trigger, causes a negative emotional response. So that response can be fear, sadness, panic, flashbacks. And so triggering is commonly known to us as being a negative thing, an unpleasant thing. But this scripture speaks of trigger in a positive sense, that God is triggered. God is triggered. I don't know if you've ever considered that, that God can be triggered. In a wonderful, positive way. Let me read it again. Give freely and spontaneously. Don't have a stingy heart. The way you handle matters like this triggers God. You're God's blessing in everything you do or your work and ventures. So your giving, your giving triggers God. Your giving triggers God. Triggers His blessing in everything you do. Who could have thought that you could trigger God? I'm sure I trigger him sometimes in a negative sense, but this says that he is triggered in a powerful, positive, wonderful, glorious way by our giving. Our giving triggers his blessing. And so to be triggered, it's natural, it's automatic, it's instinctive. He doesn't have to think about it. It's just what's cause and effect. Cause and effect. Your giving causes the effect of God's blessing. There it is, black and white. It's not for... American doctrine, they're in the Bible. So let's have a look at different triggers. There's a few other triggers I want us to, us to consider. You know, when it com- comes to guns, when it comes to weapons and firearms, a trigger releases what has already been loaded in the gun. A trigger releases what's already been loaded in the gun. If that trigger isn't pulled, isn't ignited, nothing changes. Even though that gun is absolutely loaded, and I just had a picture there in a sense of some of you, it's like there's something that's loaded, it's prepared for you. It's like you've been sewing, and there's, there, there's stuff, there's substance. There, there, I don't know where, there, there's just stuff, supernatural, Holy Ghost stuff in God that is awaiting you, but it's awaiting a trigger. It's awaiting a trigger that nothing actually happens until that trigger is pulled. Because the trigger is a mechanism that actuates the firing sequence of a firearm, an air gun, a crossbow or a spear gun. So with a trigger, it tells me that a small amount of energy applied to the trigger causes the release of much more energy. A small amount. A small amount of energy applied to the trigger Causes a release of much more. It doesn't take much to trigger God. Actually, it doesn't take much. Some of you think, oh, it's going to take a big offering. Oh, I'm not in a position to give a big offering. 
For some of you, you're contending with financial pressures and maybe in a position where you're not able to give perhaps as much even as in previous years. Or maybe you'd say, I've got debts I'm having to deal with. And, you know, the beautiful testimony we heard from was it Emma, Emily, Emma, Emily. Emily today in that, in her context, you know, it was a lot. It was a little, but it was a lot. But you know what? It actually doesn't take a lot to release the mechanism that a little bit of energy, a little bit of energy, a little bit of effort. I want to speak to some of you here today, and maybe you have disqualified yourself from this Vision Builders Giving season. Maybe you have thought, I don't have enough. I can't do anything. That's not going to make any difference. Can I tell you that a little bit can actually make a big difference? A little bit still triggers God. And I feel to encourage you to have a different perspective on what you can do. Don't focus on what you can't bring. What can you bring? Not what you can't do, but what can you do? Because a small amount of energy applied to the trigger. I see a corporate trigger. And I know it can be very controversial these days to talk about guns. It's so, excuse the pun, politically loaded. But the reality is I want you to get the metaphor. I want you to get the prophetic picture. I want you to get that analogy, that putting pressure on the trigger. I'm seeing a huge huge, huge gun and it's going to release and it's it's symbolic you see it's symbolic that as this vision builds as this giving process takes place something is going to be activated something's going to be activated something's going to be released it's already loaded up it's been loaded up it's you can't see it you can't see what's inside the gun you've got no proof or evidence that it's there until it's actually triggered Hence the Russian roulette thing. You don't know. Is that, is that loaded? Is it not? Is it? But I'm telling you, it's loaded. There's power. There's something going to be released into the life of C3 Watson that you haven't seen before, you haven't experienced before. And it's going to come simply by the giving of God's people that triggers His blessing on everything you do. Amen. Give Him a hand. Thank you, God. Can't make this stuff up. I can't. I'm not smart enough. Some of you here, can I give you a little bit of a little bit of a diversion? I just felt to just stay, stay on it. Some of you are in a you're at a crossroads and you you're looking for a direction and you're looking for wisdom. You want you need to make a decision. I'm just sensing some of you, even as you heard that a prophet's here, you're hoping you're gonna get an answer. You're hoping you're going to get direction. I still, it's one of the most common things I'm asked for, direction, direction, you know. And um, I, want to, I want to encourage you with this, is that you are his sheep. John 10, 27, you are his sheep and you hear his voice. Yeah, you hear. Not maybe hear, potentially hear, possibly hear. You hear. But this is the problem. A lot of people attribute God's voice to themselves. Oh, no, that's just me. That's just me. What makes you think you're so smart? This is, this is, this is for someone particular. I'm speaking prophetically. That means it doesn't necessarily apply to everyone right now. But you're in this place, God, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? You keep getting this thought, this thought, this thought. Oh, no. Is that God? Is that me? Is that God? It's just me. You're praying to God for direction. You're praying for wisdom, and it's coming. And you're, you're saying it's, oh, no, that can't be him. That can't be him. What just, why don't you choose to decide it's him? If it's in line with the Word of God, you need to make a decision. This is to someone right now. You need to take a step of faith and decide. I'm going I'm to choose to decide that that's God directing me. 
Because God's voice kind of sounds a bit like yours, but it's just that you didn't initiate it. Okay, I'm not going to go totally off tangent, but that's just for someone here who's getting their knickers in a twist about the will of God. And God wants to put your mind at rest now that he is leading you. He's the good shepherd. He's good at his job. He's good at his job. It would be a very negligent shepherd who didn't lead you to where you're meant to be going and what you're meant to be doing. Don't take the job of leadership out of the shepherd's hands. For some of you, this is for now. For some of you, this is for later. For some of you, this is going to be relevant tomorrow. He's the good shepherd. Good. How many times have you seen sheep running after shepherds? Lead me, lead me, Baba. You know? They're just busy doing what they're doing in the now. Be now. Be present. Be present. Some of you are ripping yourselves off of enjoyment now because you're worried about the next step. You're worried about where am I going? The will of God, the will of God. He wants you to be in His will even more than you do. Some of you need to shed that stuff. You're living anxious about the will of God and about direction and destiny. Shake it off. Because it's really, we're doing a disservice, to be honest, to the shepherd. We're saying he's not good. And he's more than, more than good. He's really good. He's really good at this direction stuff. And so our giving triggers, triggers, releases something. I had another image. And it was of a group of runners. And my husband's a long-distance runner. So his specialty is actually uh, 10 kilometers to 21. Um, so half marathon. He's done marathons, but he's really good. That's his sweet spot, 10K. In actual fact, he's probably in the top 50 of the fastest uh, half marathon runners in, um, in New South Wales. It's not, it's not bad for an old bloke. Considering he didn't start till his late 30s, he's, he's doing all right. But these long-distance runners at the starting line, they're, 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 they're huddled together. Have you ever seen them? How many of you have actually run a half marathon or a marathon or you've been to a 10K even? Like, yeah, you, you're not in individual lanes in the starting blocks. That's for the sprinters, you know. It's, they're all there and they're, they're jostling, right? They're jostling to get in the best position. And they're waiting for something. They're waiting for the starter's gun. They're waiting for that sound to go. Because then it gives them permission to move. I hear God saying permission to move. Permission, permission to move. Permission granted. Some of you, you've been waiting in this holding pattern. Shall I or shan't I? You know, I'm reminded of something Chris Hodges said at Presence. The light is green. You know when someone's there at the traffic lights and you're behind them, the lights turn green, but they're busy on their phone or something, you know, and they're, and they're not moving yet. And you give them a bit of a beep, beep. I'm hearing the Lord saying to some of you here today, beep. The light is green. Permission to move. The starting gun. Boom. I don't know what it is. I don't know what particularly that thing for you personally, but some of you just be waiting for the time, the time, the time. And I'm seeing this time in the life of your church of permission being given to, 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 to move, to go forward, to advance, do things you haven't done before, try stuff you haven't tried before, start things you haven't started before. And, and, and as, they, as they're jostling, right? And, and they're boom, they start to run. They start to run. They start to run together. And all you can see is a sea of motion, a sea of movement. And the trigger is responsible for the movement. Because if the trigger hadn't have gone off, they'd still be waiting at the starting, the starting gun. 
So we're waiting at the starting line, sorry. And I see a, a, a blessing of motion and movement and advancement connected to your giving. Where is it that you're stuck? And I'm seeing for some of you it's in relationships. You know, there's some dysfunctional situations within uh, family and loved ones, and you're stuck. You've always related to that person that way, and you know it's, you know, it could be better. You know that there's stuff that's, you know, there's issues, and and, and I'm just seeing stuff that's been stuck for a long time. Oh, suddenly I think something get dislodged. You know, when like a plant or a weed is getting dislodged before it's removed. Like I'm just seeing stuff of long standing. I didn't say any of this in the uh, in, in the first service. That's great. Motion, movement, finances. You've been stuck in a cycle of poverty and lack and living off credit cards and paying it on, living off credit cards, paying it off. And it's not going to be like that anymore. If you'd believe, believe, I'm believing this is for me, this promise, this blessing. There's the trigger is pulled, the trigger of my giving, the trigger is, is going to release something in my life, in that area. Hear the Lord saying, where are you stuck? I pray right now, Lord, for the illumination and revelation of the Holy Spirit, the things that they've learned to live with, the areas, and they've thought this is as good as it's going to get. I'm only ever going to be this well. I'm only ever going to be uh, you know, this successful. I'm only ever going uh, to I'm only ever going to be single. I'm only ever going to know this. I'm only ever, Father, whatever, I'm only, gonna ever, only ever going to be at this level. I'm only ever, Father, wherever people have been constrained and paralyzed in a sense of being stuck, Father, I pray you put the finger on it. You open their eyes to show them. I actually don't want you stuck in this, in this mindset anymore. I don't want you stuck in this, in this place, in this position. I don't want you stuck anymore. I thank you, Father. Opening their eyes to possibility and potential that they haven't seen before in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll drink to that. Cheers. And what's more, hey, the starting gun was held by the Lord. The Lord. He's, he's behind the movement. He's behind the motion. He's, 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 he's in charge. He's in charge. Yeah? He's the pastor of your pastors. He, he's, he's Lord in this place. He really is. I'm really. He is, he is Lord here at C3 Watson. Let's look at one last thing of this promise. I'd love the worship team to return, please. One last aspect of this prophetic promise. The way you handle matters like this triggers God. Your God's blessing in everything you do or your work and ventures. Everything you do or your work and ventures. That's the message translation. Amplified says all your work and all your undertakings. Not undertakers undertakings. New Living says in everything you do. New King James says in all, to all you put your hand. You see, the blessing is attracted to your work and ventures. The blessing becomes attached to what you do. And I want to pray and prophesy in a moment into your work and ventures. 
the things that you do. You know, people are so tired in this day and age and so many are caught on the treadmill of just working to survive that working can get a bad rap. People think that meaning and significance comes outside of work and, you know, we're human beings, not human doings and, you know, I mean, there's a degree to which it's true. We can't put our security and identity in what we do. However, work is sacred. We are created in Christ Jesus for good works. Prepared beforehand that we would walk in them. I love the story of Nehemiah. Nehemiah's up the wall. He's he's building a wall for heaven's sake. You know, he's repairing a wall. He's laboring. He's laboring. And the enemies come and try and distract him and get him off the wall. He says, I'm not coming down. I'm not getting off this ladder. I'm doing a great work. I'm doing a great work. And for those of you here of different ages, different seasons of life, for some of you, your work is, is, is you're at school, you're at university, it's your studies, it's, it might be something else that you're doing part-time. There are those of you, you're in the workplace, you've got positions, responsibility and leadership. You, you know, it could be your work here in, in, in church, your work in the ministry, doing spiritual work. There's some of you here, you're evangelists and you're busy about your work in the marketplace, God's work, yeah, in the workplace. There's some of you and, you know, your work is you're looking after your family in this season and business, business, your own business and side hustles and online stuff and, you know, like there's all sorts of things that people here are involved in that you Spend your time doing. I know there's someone here today and you're looking for work. You don't have work. I'm going to pray in a moment for people who are without employment. Yep, to, to be occupied meaningfully with work because the blessing is attached to our work, our work, our endeavours. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.